0: This is Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. This is your chance to get the inside scoop on Villanova Basketball. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Now, let's talk Villanova Basketball.
1: Welcome to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. And coached. first one of the 2019-20 season, our first podcast. Uh, good to be here. Yeah, it is, Mike. And
0: and we have it after our first practice, official practice of the season. Uh, a great 7 a.m. workout and uh, a, a really special day always for, for players and coaches, the first day of practice. But today was particularly... Um, a, a special day in that uh, we had Doug West at practice down on the floor with us and Alan Ray returned because he finally stopped playing professionally <laughs> and and it, it's, um, it's kind of cool that you don't get to see the guys a lot when they're playing professionally uh, because they're busy. They're playing and in the summers. They're working out everywhere. Um, they stop back for summer jam but um, they hang out with each other but Now, this is Allen's first um, official year of retirement, first day of practice, he's here, and it's great to have him. Allen Ray, how are you, buddy?
2: I'm doing good, happy to be here, happy to see everybody, really excited. I like to hear
0: that nice, smooth voice again, (laughs) man. I miss that. And Allen, to all the Villanova people, is is unique in that he was a part of the, uh, our first recruiting class, and that's something that, I, know, I don't know if you know, Al, because you're not around, but uh, you've been playing so long. Um, you know, in, a, in our coaches' meetings, you know, we always talk about we play for those who came before us, and, and, um, and we always tell the young guys, you know, you got to honor the guys that, that, that built this. And that goes all the way back to the 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's also a part of it that you, Curtis, Jay, Chris Charles, Randy Foy, Please tell me I'm not. Baker. Baker. Baker.
1: Mike, Claxton. Mike Claxton. Mike
0: Claxton came in that first year when it really wasn't cool to come in. And we always we always refer to that, that that's a, a group that got our particular era going. And we, we, we always hold you in high esteem for that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, every time I talk to you, you know, you always say that too. You know, like you guys, like we're the ones who started it. But uh, it definitely feels good knowing that, you know, uh, being one of the quote-unquote pioneers to come and, like, pretty much change the program around. So it's definitely a, a great feeling. You know, it's, it's interesting because it's
0: – the program was always great, you know, and um, so you, 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 just have, you just have different eras. But if, if you come in and you don't get it, you don't get it to that level that it was before. Even though each era is unique in the way they play, there's a certain level of excellence that Villanova's always had, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, yeah. 90s. And um, we had to get it there. you know. And w- in our first couple of years, it, it wasn't there. Yeah. Um, what, what do you remember about the the first couple of years?
2: Um, it was just kind of like we was paying our dues. you know. We was learning a lot. We had a lot to learn. You know, we thought we came in and thought that we knew everything. <laughs> but, uh, we in all honesty, we didn't. You know, we knew how to play, but we just didn't know how to win. You know, and I think that was one of the main things that we had to learn. And in, in the Big East at that time, you know, it was every night you was playing against teams like UConn, remember Pittsburgh, they were yeah. stacked. Seeing Hall was good, St. John's was good. Like, everybody was good. They had – we was playing against grown men every night. So, yeah. we had to learn, like, how to be tough, mentally tough, and physically tough.
0: It's so interesting to hear you say that because uh, I'm sure you heard us mm-hmm. say that to our guys today in practice, right? Yeah, we have – it's it's very similar uh, to to your class in, in that we've got a lot of – we have six new guys on the team. And that's what we're trying to talk to them about, that, you know, they do a lot of good – catch a dunk, hit a three, mm. and feel like they're going to be successful because of that. But mm. they don't they don't realize the mental and physical toughness that they're going to be up against, right?
2: Yeah, there was a situation in practice today. Um, I can't remember who it was. It was down low in the post. And you stopped it, gave the other team a point because uh, somebody ducked in hard. They ducked in real hard. And you was like, point, that's a score. You let him <laughs> bury you in the paint and, like, when we was young, we didn't understand that. We like, okay, well, he didn't get the ball. You know? <laughs> but when you play against UConn, and Mecca Okafor ducks in like that, they're giving him the ball. <laughs> He's going to score that. So like, that's that's like the little things that that we had to to learn. Yeah, you know, when we from when we first got there to like our junior and senior. What
0: well, what was it like on campus back then when you guys? I think you guys were the number two recruiting class in the country yeah what was it like when you guys came to campus um when you were off the court what was it like because i never see that like i know around us you guys are humble and you know we're all on you yeah. and what was it like for you all
2: well it was funny when we first got here it was it was great you know everybody oh number two recruiting. <laughs> Oh, like these guys are good, but then we start playing, we was losing. It's like uh, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it definitely changed, but that's that's exactly how it was when we first got here. I mean, it was it was praise. Everybody loved us, but then like you know, we wasn't winning right away and stuff like that. It was just like it kind of fell off a little bit. Like, <laughs> like, you guys, you guys are not that special or anything.
0: <laughs> people, I don't. I think people. Don't realize that that can happen on your own campus, you yeah. know, because everyone uh, is looking at all the praise you're getting. And, and and some people can be jealous of that. Right. And then so when you're not doing well, they're like, all right, I've watched all this praise. Yeah. We're going to put them back in their place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about um, do you did we have uh, we're coming up on this time of year. when We have hoops mania. Did we
1: have hoops mania when you were here?
2: Yeah. Uh, maybe my junior senior
1: year? senior year uh we did it and bill raftery came out referencing the play that alan was involved oh, with against right. north carolina yeah. that was the first one in the pavilion yeah yeah, yeah with yeah.
2: The, uh stretch hummer <laughs> i think it was yeah that's right yeah. that's that's you
0: guys used to come in yeah. in 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 cars yeah. that's right i remember that i forgot about that we used to have different kind of cars you guys would roll up come out of the car when we introduce yeah. you you yep. came. You came up in a stretch, Hummer.
2: No, I think the whole t- we all was in the stretch, Hummer. That's and right. Then we all came out individually. We all came out to our own songs. We all had our own song that we came out to. <laughs> yeah, mine's, mines was uh, "Lean Back." It was a song by. Uh, I remember that. What's his name? fat joe yeah Cause, cause <laughs> fat he's, joe he's, from the bronx because he's, he's from the bronx yeah
1: and then 50 cent was the next year yeah that was the year a, after they left year, was that,
2: oh yeah. the year after you guys left yeah, as soon as we leave you know then you get 50 cent <laughs> you get drake <laughs> <laughs> <Gemini>. practice facility <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> we take we take guys on uh, tours of campus right and we Drive up on the golf cart, you know, with the p- recruit, and we drive by St. Mary's, yeah. Hall, and that, and that little gym that that's not air conditioned. And we say to guys, you know, when Alan Ray and Randy Foy and those guys were here, that was our practice facility. We didn't we didn't have a place to practice. They'd break the they'd take the court up at the end of the season. Yeah. We played in that gym with no air conditioning, but we had some great runs in there.
2: Yeah, we did. And uh, it was, I remember, it used to be so hot. Chris <laughs> Charles used to be sweating all over the court. <laughs> like, dripping sweat everywhere. We used to be slipping. It was, But it was good time. And it wasn't even a regulation court. No, it wasn't. It was, it was a little bit smaller.
0: And we'd have you guys in there killing each other. we have, in the summertime, our pros yeah. would be in there. Yeah. You'd have all these big bodies on a less than regulation court. No air conditioning. Yeah. I remember you guys coming outside. We had a hose outside, right? Yep. You guys come out and get a drink out of the hose. Yep, yep. And
1: it had the smell of chlorine from the pool that was just down two <laughs> steps, <laughs> the yeah. old pool that was downstairs. You guys you, you guys built it without all with
0: without all the bells and whistles. And I remember you guys coming back and saying, No,
2: now you gotta practice for soda, you guys are soft. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they're they not used to what we went through. <laughs> pra- practicing up in Jake Nevin. That's right. During the winter time, forget about the summertime. The winter time, <laughs> cold up there. <laughs> and we, you know, I remember you. You said it.
0: Randy said it to me separately when we got the Prax facility, and you said you came in and saw for the first time. You said, "Man, we we didn't have any of this, man. You guys are going to get soft." And I, that always stuck in my head. I was always worried about that yeah. from because one. I can't remember which one of you said it first, but one of you said it. Then the other one came by at a separate time and said the same thing. And I thought to myself, all right, those two, they know what Villanova basketball is all about. They know what we're all about. They know me. If they're thinking we're going to be soft, they might be right. And now I'm scared to death. We built this practice facility. We're going to get soft. <laughs> it was always in my mind. Tell us about um, your 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 path when you guys were sophomores. Um, we th- we started off like 5-0, and right, in the Big East? Yeah. And then West Virginia came in here on a, on an afternoon game and and they weren't that good that year and they waxed us. Yeah. Do you remember your, your sophomore year, what, what, what
2: that was like? Man, sophomore year was, like I said, it was just like growing pains. You know, we, we lost a lot of close games and we, we didn't close out games and some games we got blown out, but, uh, like one game that sticks out to me is the UConn game. Um, we played them. What was it? Mid, it was like, it was February. February. It was in February. Yeah. So it was kind of late in the season already. And, uh, this is when they had a Okafor, Ben Gordon, who's from New York. We call him Ben Jordan. <laughs> um, Charlie Van Yeah. Brown. So, uh, they was a real good team and we was playing our hearts out that game. We, uh, went to overtime with them. Mecca got two blocks. He got one in regulation and the regulation he got one at the o in in the overtime. So we wound up losing that game, but I remember after the game we we was just so hurt by that loss and you know, it kind of it kind of like I don't know, want to say propelled us to like want to be better. You know, we we knew like we could play with anybody in the country now after we just played with, we just played our hearts out against UConn. And uh, I, I just remember being in that locker room. Like, nobody was talking after the game. Like, we was just sitting there just hurt. And from that point on, I feel like the our, our mindsets in the season just, like, changed for us, especially going into our junior year. Like, it was – like, we made that decision. I remember that um, after the season was over, like, me, Randy, like, Kurt, we was all like, you know, like we next year is our year, like next that's year is cool. our year, because they was all leaving. <laughs> <laughs> they all was leaving from UConn, so we we, we we was like, this is a next year is our year. That's that's beautiful,
0: and and Mike Mike Sheridan always joins us on the podcast. You mentioned that's the only time ever at Villanova we closed the locker room.
1: Uh, we, we, well the locker room is closed but we usually bring two players to the press conference right. um, But we didn't bring any that day until I just prayed upon you and we took Derek Snowden yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do you know we, we the same play we, we run at the end of the game the same play we ran at the end of the game against um, Carolina you know Randy Foy got to the rim yeah. twice yeah. once at the end of regulation and with like four seconds to go, and Mecca Okafor blocked the shot. Yeah. And we were in the same spot at the end of overtime. And I, I remember thinking, I, he he can't do this again. Yeah. Like we can get Randy to the rim, and Randy got all the way to the rim, and he blocked it again. Yeah. Of course, I think it was goaltending, but we we, we, <laughs> we we had to we had to live with it. But it was a great it was a great play. Yeah. And then going into your junior year. Um, was that was your junior year? The year that we played Oklahoma here at home. That was your se- that was your senior year early in the year, um, the, but the junior year was when we played Carolina, mm-hmm. right? In the, in the NCAA tournament, yeah, yeah. and you had the famous play, yeah. right? What do you What do you remember of that play?
2: I I I, I remember. Getting to the basket and scoring the ball—that's <laughs> exactly what I remember. And like now, I, I didn't—I didn't watch that play for a long time because I just really just didn't want to look at it. But I mean, even still to this day, like I can't—like I I just can't see the travel, honestly. Yeah. Like I just I just can't see it. But that that definitely hurt too. I remember because uh, after the game. Like I remember, just going back to like my father because everybody was in the in the uh, everybody came to the game, and it was just like disappointing to uh, to lose that game. Yeah, you know, especially like that how, how how we lost, and it was a it was a great game because didn't Kyle come down like and hit a shot after that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like we still almost had a chance to win. Yeah, and that was playing
1: without Kurt, who had yeah. been hurt and in the Kurt game against Florida in the round of thirty-two. Yeah, Kurt tore his ACL. Like that's
2: that's what that's what killed us the most. Like not having Kurt there. You know, it's always like what if, what if? You know, yeah, like we had Kurt, but we still had put ourselves in in a position to win. But yeah, that was that cool. was
0: um, that that game for us as a coaching staff. We had tried it some, but that's when we went to four guards for the first time in yeah. in our. In our coaching staff's collective mind coming out of that game, we thought, hey, we just played the national champions and really could have beaten them. We got a tough call, and we just played four midgets. Yeah. <laughs> and they happen to be really tough, ex- experienced, and intelligent, skilled midgets. But th- this is going to work. This yeah. is going to work. And uh, that was the end of the season. We didn't get to do it again. But in in our minds it was like we, we were saying like, we're doing this. Yeah. Um, so the next year, your your senior year, um, I always remember that that Oklahoma game here, yeah. at, at and and I learned as a coach a, a great lesson in that game. We mm-hmm. were we were like number four, they were number five, something like that. Yes, and it was an ESPN national TV game here, and uh, they had a great team, right? They yeah. had book out. Um, mm-hmm. Who else they have on that team? Taj. Taj Taj Gray. Gray. Um,
2: I forgot the point guard, I think he was lefty. Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
0: Kelvin Sampson was a coach and he's a friend of mine and we couldn't, I don't know if you remember this, but we couldn't run anything in the first half. Like we just couldn't score. They put put book out on Mike Nardi. Yeah, they was like real physical. Yeah.
2: That Midwest, like they was just physical. And we wasn't used to that style of basketball.
0: And we, we just trying to run our plays, couldn't run anything. And finally in the second half, we said we went to spread and TNT and we just isolated went one-on-one yeah, and went one on one. And you guys and you guys were killing them. Yeah. And I felt as a coach, I felt so uh helpless and, and yet like a sellout. Mm-hmm. I felt like, all right, we're just I know we're not running any offense here. We're just bringing the ball down and calling it isolation for Randy, isolation for Allen. And after we won the game, and after the game, um, Kelvin Sampson called me uh, the next day, and he's like, hey, great job. You guys did a great job. I said, you know what, honestly, man, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. We, like, we, we couldn't run a play in the second half. We didn't run any plays. Mm-hmm. He said, we were hoping you would run plays because we couldn't guard you one-on-one, but when you ran plays, we could guard that. I was like, wow. <laughs>
2: I get it. I get it now. But see that's the good thing about you like as a coach like uh you was able to to adjust you know like some coaches they can't adjust like if something's not working like they don't they won't be able to adjust, but that's one of the good things about you, and like you, you as a coach, you adjust to your players, to the situation like whatever's going on. I appreciate yeah, that, that's man. What makes that's you a good like, coach.
0: I appreciate that, man. Before we take a break, I want to, that brings me to an interesting question because I think about this. You were sitting at practice today, yeah. and um, there was there was just times things would happen. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, and I, uh, you know, w- we responded in a in a in a way. You know, players are different now. And I'm thinking to myself, Alan Ray is sitting over there, and he got to be thinking this would have never happened when I played. Could you see much of a difference today in practice and how we were how we are as a staff and how it was when you were here
2: yeah it's uh I want to say it's more I wouldn't say it's laid back, but it's not uh like you don't challenge as much as like how you used to challenge us I mean obviously we responded different to now how this generation responds but uh it was but it it's a good thing because it's like you don't really have to say much because, you know, you have your coaches and you got your players who they know what to expect. They know what you want, you know, and, like, they can lead by example out there. Like, some they, these guys are young, but, you know, you still got your leaders out there. I was looking at some players, you know, they know what you want from them and they and they go out and do it. And I see them on the side, you know, they'll tell the players, like, you know, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you know, so – you don't have to say it as much as like when we were young, you know, because we didn't know, and you right. was the only person who knew, so you had to tell us, you know. Right. So that's a that's a very good.
0: interesting. It, it's interesting that uh, you got. It, I always knew if I challenge your guys' ego or manhood, you were gonna respond in a really positive, aggressive way. Yeah. It's these guys now sometimes if you do that they actually get hurt yeah you know they 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 feel like you don't you don't yeah. believe in them yeah. you know where it you guys never worried about that you just were going to take on whatever challenge was yeah. given
2: to you i remember there was one playing practice today also it was uh on uh, i don't want to say no names but um <laughs> uh, they was guarding the ball screen and The ball screen came, and instead of going up into the screen and get into the man, he was backing up and got caught into the ball screen. And, like, before you could even say anything, Kyle Neptune came over there and was on his ass. (laughs) Good stuff, man.
1: We're going to take a break here. You're listening to the Talking Villanova podcast with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. Back after this. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your certainty roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credentialed contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game-day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important about how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. This podcast is brought to you by Hartford Funds, a leading asset manager based in Wayne, Pennsylvania. While other investment management companies measure performance against the S&P 500, Hartford Funds has a different measure of success: investor satisfaction. Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the investor. JJ White Incorporated is the single-source multi-trade contractor for your next construction project since 1920. J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. Are you looking for something imprinted or embroidered? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs visit us on the web at campusclothes.com or give us a call at 215-357-0892. You may not play well, but you will always look good. If you think your debit card can't help you with your financial game, you're probably not using the red key. Introducing EasyUp by KeyBank, the tool that helps you reduce debt by setting $1 aside from your checking account every time you use your debit card. Automatically racking up savings and paying down debt with EasyUp. It's how you make financial progress. KeyBank is member FDIC and the exclusive retail bank of Villanova Athletics. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. We resume our conversation with Villanova legend Alan Ray. And Coach, I'll turn it back over to you. Yeah, Villanova legend Alan Ray is right. He 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 he
0: deserves his number retired and we just can't get you we just can't get you back. <laughs> we can't get you back. You're playing, you've been all over the world. Um we'll finish up with um your your senior year and your, your thoughts in your senior year. Then I want to go on to your professional career. But um, you know, we talked about that Oklahoma game in the beginning of your senior year and then what what do you remember uh about your senior year following that Oklahoma game
2: um it was just senior year was fun it it was real fun and uh we had a different mindset now like we knew like we knew how to win and we knew what we needed to do to win games even if the games was close we always knew like at the end how to finish the games out which was which was great and we all had a, a mindset where like, we just had to get it done, like no excuses, just get it done. And I think that made the game fun for us, you know, knowing we was good. But uh, I think it kind of bit us in the behind in the tournament against Florida when we lost. Because I remember we was on a layup line and uh, George Mason played against uh, UConn. And we looked up and we saw that George Mason won, and we was on a layup line, so happy, like, oh yeah, we going to the final four. Like, we yeah, we was. Interesting. Like, Underestimating Florida, because we beat them the year before on the Sweet 16. Right. right. And they had the same team. Right. And we was just on the layup line, like, oh man, like, we going to the final four. <laughs> so, so the national championship, UConn just lost, George Mason won, and we came out that game we wasn't focused. Interesting. And Florida hmm. whooped us. They whooped us, and they have seen
1: Interesting. two players still in the NBA: Al yeah. Horford and Joe Kim. Well, they also won back-to-back national yeah.
0: championships. Yeah. They were—they turned out to be a, a great team. People didn't know about at the time. Yeah. And like you said, we we handled them pretty well the year before. Yeah. And I see that—see, there are little things like I didn't know that. Like I didn't know you guys, yeah. and I didn't think we played that bad. I thought they were really good, but. You guys know, yeah. that's, that's, that's. They, they that's, out-toughed us that game, they did. Yeah, they, they, they had length. Yeah. Like I, I, one of the things we do defensively now with our hands back at the rim, they were doing to, to uh, Kyle. Yeah. Cause remember Kyle would just jump into you, get contact, well as they would,
1: as Kyle would jump into them, they would just back off him,
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: How it, much of an impact did the BC game two nights earlier? Because that was a real battle that yeah. went to overtime from a,
2: like fatigued was that a factor that sunday mm, you know it could have been you know uh but i'm not sure but we were used to did bc go to the a did they go to the acc at, during that time that was yeah. the first yes. year they yeah. were yeah. in yeah. the acc yeah. but we had been playing them yeah so we, we we've we been playing and we knew that was going to be a battle yeah bc we knew that was going to be a battle but I mean, I don't know. Now that you bring that point up, you know, it it might have. You know, that game was emotionally draining, especially with Dante. Who was it? Bump or oh, Dante hit the, made that layup at the end. Bump. Yeah, yeah, Bump. Yep. Saved us. Saved that was us. based on that out of bounds. Yeah. They, 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 that was great they execution. Was, they had no idea what to do on that baseline out of bounds. <laughs> BCA have no. They didn't know like who to follow. They was just. They was so lost. It was. It was amazing. <laughs>
0: and and um, how about the game? Was it your senior year? The game at the Garden when you got your eye. Yeah. Or was that your Pittsburgh? That was the semifinals, craziest. March of 06? That yeah. I remember all the time. That how scared were you?
2: Yeah. Everybody. Everybody talks about that to me. <laughs> Pit guys,
0: if I see anybody from Pittsburgh, yeah. th- from that game, they. They remember that. That's what they bring up.
2: Yeah, I remember it. me and Carl was going for the ball. It was a loose ball. And he swiped at it, and I was like going to dive because you know you taught us to dive. <laughs> <laughs> and his finger like poked me in my eye, like at the top of my eye. And it made my eyelid, the top of the eyelid, go behind my eye. So it looked like. Oh, it that's out. what it was. Yeah. So it looked like my eyeball popped out, but in all well, actually I just had no eyelid. Oh, yeah. that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, so my eyelid was just behind my eyeball.
0: Oh, I see.
2: And I just remember, I remember Jeff Pierce, our trainer. Yeah. I'm like, Jeff, why can't I? It was, my eye was blurry. I couldn't see right. it, out of it. I was like, Jeff, why is my eye blurry? And why is it burning like this? <laughs> He's just like, it's going to be all right, A-Ray. Like, that's all he kept saying. And then. I got in the ambulance with my mother. She was on there. I'm like, mom, like, what's going on? Like, why why can't I see? Why is my eye burning like this? And she was just like, it's gonna be all right. So nobody was giving me any answers or anything like wow. that. So I started freaking out. I passed out in the ambulance. And I remember waking up and my father was standing over me. He was just standing over me. But I remember waking up and I was able to see out of both eyes. Wow. And, and I was like, I'm like, Dad, what happened? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And then the doctor was on the other side, and he was just like, "Man, it was just a big scare." He was like, "You got poked, and your eyelid went behind your eye." He was like, "That was the reason for the burning, you know, because the eyelid wasn't yeah. covering the eye." Yeah. And uh, but he was just like, "You." Oh. Find.
0: I never saw a doctor ever lean over a patient and then
1: jump away. I yeah. saw so, yeah because. The doctor was it actually was right a, in front of me. I was at orthopedic. the table, and the orthopedic yeah. guy that is hired by the Big East comes around. Jeff Pierce's face remained calm all yeah. the way through. Yes. I can't see you, but I can see the two guys treating you, and the doctor turned white yeah he was uh, and he kind of like took a step back and i'm like oh that can't be good yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, i've never seen i've never seen a doctor pull away from a patient before and you're right jeff pierce stayed right in there i was amazed he stayed in there
1: that was all right too much to talk about that that was crazy but <laughs> well the other part of that was the espn had the um backboard camera so everybody in america saw what had yeah. happened they had it was seen Coast to coast, yeah. so yeah. it oh. wasn't just like a an image from afar on television. They had a very good angle oh. on it.
2: And I, I already got teased for having big eyes, so <laughs> when that happened, it was it was even worse. So oh. I got it from everybody.
0: We were so afraid we weren't gonna that you you were gonna be in serious trouble there. That that's that's enough to. And
2: then y'all trying to make me wear goggles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the next game, I was like, nah, that's not happening. <laughs>
0: The, the next game after that was the first round of the NCAA tournament, yeah, right? right. Yeah. Monmouth. And, yeah. um, that was at the Wells Fargo Center, yeah. yep. right? And that got – Wachovia. Uh, excuse me, then, it was Wachovia yes. back then, right? And do you, do you remember in that game, we were one seed? Yes. We were one seed. And do you remember that when they made a run at us, the, the crowd, like, going for Monmouth? Do you remember that? No. I always remember that yeah. when people ask you about the 116 game. We're playing our own arena. (laughs) We're winning. Everybody's happy. And then they started making a run to get the game close. And the whole place turned. It was like everybody was going for the underdog. I'm thinking to myself, we're at home. Now, the next game after that is one of my great – two great Alan Ray moments. Um, And we tell this story in our program amongst our players. Do you remember we're playing Arizona? Yeah. And I yanked you out. In the beginning. Early for not playing defense. Yeah. And – like, nowadays, you think, like, you, you you, take an All-American out early in the game. Like, it just doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. And I just said to you, know, you're not playing defense, and you would always be mad, but then you'd go in and play defense. Yeah. But then you got in foul trouble in the first half. Yeah. Right? Do you remember that? Yeah. And Randy took over the game in the first half. Yeah. And then you, you had two fouls, so, because I told you to play defense, so you just went in and fouled people. So... Yeah. <laughs> You had to sit the first half, and then you came out in the second half, and Randy was smart enough to know, like, yo, I I probably had like twenty in the first half, and he was just getting you the ball, and you yeah. were killing it. Didn't you have twenty some in the second yeah, half? I went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was like That was. <laughs> I just thought that was that was a great example of you trying to play defense in the first half, trying to get us to do what we wanted to do. And then it came back to you in the second half. Yeah. Right. And yeah. we won the game because of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you remember how many you ended up with in that game? Uh,
2: 20-something for sure. I uh, know. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember the exact number. I was, that was one
1: of your great halves. Yeah. Well, and that was an under Arizona team. They were an eight seed. Yeah. But they'd had some injuries. Wasn't it Mustafa Shakur on that team? Yep, yep. And they, so they, Yeah. And so they had had a tough kind of February, but they were a lot better than an eight seed. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And
2: it was what, packed? Ten? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. 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 It was always like it was always interesting for us to like get to play against like other conferences like that. Like when we played against Oklahoma, it was a big ten. Big, big twelve. Big twelve, right. Yeah. Like playing against Big Twelve, playing against Pac twelve, Pac Ten. Like that was that was real interesting for us. Yeah. Like that.
0: The next game the next game after that was the B C game. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um and then and then the Florida game, right? Yes. So, so after that night, you go into your pro career, and yeah. what was your first year like with the Boston Celtics?
2: Uh, it was a great experience, man. Uh, I mean, it's the NBA, you know. It's like one of the biggest fraternities in the world, <laughs> you know? and like you get to play against all everybody that you see on TV that you grow up watching. Like you get to play against. I remember when we played the, the against the Denver Nuggets, and Iverson was on that team.
0: Iverson was the Nuggets? That was the end of his career?
2: Yeah, he was on the Nuggets. And you could not touch Iverson. You could not touch him. Delonte started out on him. He had three fouls. He came out the game. Rondo, he put Rondo on him. Rondo picked up two fouls. He was out of the game. (laughs) So then Doc calls me to come in and guard. I didn't pick up any fouls on him, but... It was just, it was just crazy because when I came on the court, he was like, "What's up, Al?" Like,
0: <laughs>
2: "Yo, you know me? <laughs> you know who I am?" <laughs> yeah, like that was that was crazy to me. <laughs> I used to watch Iverson all the time when well, you wore the sleeve. Yeah, right. Yeah, How did yeah. that? I didn't, I didn't tell him that though. About, the, I didn't <laughs> tell him about the sleeve. Tell, uh,
0: tell us about the the Iverson
2: sleeve. Yeah, so uh, after, so we playing against Kansas and. Uh, and uh, Kyle gets kicked out of the game he gets kicked <laughs> out of the game so he's in the locker room the whole game doing lord knows what <laughs> so now the game is over we come back into the locker room we just beat Kansas it was Kansas was like the number 1 team or number 2 team and uh, everybody was going crazy happy about the win but Kyle comes to me not talking about the win or anything he's like he and he has in his hands these Iverson these sleeves that Iverson used to wear. <laughs> I had a problem with my elbow. He's like, look, A. Ray. He's like, look, I got, he got, he, I got Iverson sleeves. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, where'd you get this from? He's like, in the locker room. A. <laughs> like, I. locker room. i like, man, what color he got? So I took the white ones and I had and I took a blue one and like from there on I was <laughs> wearing those no sleeves. Like those were actual Iverson sleeves. So I was <laughs>
0: Was like, Kyle was always a great teammate, thinking about his boys. Back in the locker room, finding Iverson's sleeves—that was great. That that Kansas game was a was a, a really um, pivotal game for for our program. Yes, it was. Right, and you you went off in that game too, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Do you remember how many you had in that game? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. <laughs> I—that was. We were kind of doing the same thing against them. We weren't running much offense. That was a lot of isolation. And, yeah. Yeah, you were, you were just you were killing, and Curtis I believe
2: also was killing
0: in that yeah, game. Kurt yes, played good that game, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it just got to a point where, like, teams were preparing for our offense, like they were preparing for that, but they didn't prepare for the ice, like the one on one and stuff like that. Like, they they didn't know how to to handle that, and we would do it from the top of the key, so it was right. hard to help from certain places. You know,
0: we used to when we used to. uh and you 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 know this. We play our one on one defensive drills, and we couldn't stop each other. Yeah. And I just say to our assistants, I say I, I think we're a pretty good defensive team, but we don't get any stops in these one on one drills. Yeah. But I think that's because these guys are unbelievable offensively one on one, and that's why we we went to that during the games because yeah. you got you guys, you Randy, you Randy especially, and Kyle one on one were exceptional. Yeah. Right, that's something that a lot of guys actually aren't a lot of guys are as good at that yeah. anymore.
2: Yeah, I used to tell people like, I mean, like you got to guard me from the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I step off the bus, like I'll shoot it from the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you did, brother. You did. I t- let's let's just go into your. I want to finish up with your NBA career and then what you're doing now. I mean, your NBA a- career and then your professional career overseas. After the Celtics, your um, your time overseas. How would you uh, summarize that part of your career?
2: Um, I, I I think it was great. It was it was a great like opportunity for me to get to like see the world and see different things. You know, I was just used to the states, and and being over there introduced me to a lot of new things. I got to try a lot of new things, like especially with the food. The food in Italy was the best food in the world. I not <laughs> what anyone says. <laughs> and um, just experiencing different cultures. You know, like Italians are real family-oriented people, you know, and uh, I think that's, that's a real good quality about them, and not a lot of people know that. And um, I got to play in Germany. Germany is just like they're very strict about about everything, you know. Like, they're real strict, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, even playing in the German league, like, we were down all the screens. Like, we had – it was something to do for everything, and we had to do it while we was playing. Like, it was just how we played. Don't go away from it. <laughs> it, was, it was real strict. <laughs> and then uh, France, I mean, at that time, too, France had – Probably one of the most pros in the league at the time. Like French would have the most NBA players, yeah. and their their style of play out there was just open, and they got a bunch of athletes in France, and I kind of liked that. That was I had a I had a really good year in France. I enjoyed playing in France, but uh, the culture there was great. Italian culture is great. I played in uh, Croatia. That was a good that was a good experience for me also because not just basketball wise, but I learned about the ex-Yugoslav and the wars and uh, things of that nature and how it really affected those people out there. And you can see it and you can feel it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Like, we would would drive. Like, I remember we played in Serbia. And it's it's crazy because the U.S. bombed some communication buildings in Serbia. And, like, just imagine being on a bus with a bunch of people from ex-Yugoslav and them seeing that and they know that it was Americans that bombed that building and like you're on a bus with them, yeah it gives you a different perspective of of like life and yeah. stuff like that. So very I, cool. Yeah, it was. I got to learn a lot. It was interesting. It was really interesting.
0: And and now you've retired and and now you're on to the the next phase of your life and the, it's funny to be. Sitting with you right here in, in our office, because this is where we talked about when we're recruiting you, this is the most important time in your life, what you yeah. do after basketball. Even though when we're all together, uh, we always talk about basketball, you know, yeah. when we're recruiting you, when we're coaching you, when you're playing professionally. But we always would say when we're recruiting, right, this yeah. is what what you do after basketball, life after basketball, what kind of man you are, what kind of person you are, yeah. um, what kind of father you are, you have a 12-year-old son. Yeah. And, um and, w- and we're so proud of the man you've become and now y- you're into this next phase which is, is is um representing
2: professional athletes yeah yeah um and it's 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 just funny because it just kind of like fell into my hands you know uh, i i wanted to do it i was thinking about doing it a couple years ago but i just got the opportunity this uh this off season to represent my brother who uh plays in Greece now I got him a uh, a nice situation in Greece. Nice. And uh you know he's playing with uh Keith Langford.
0: Is that right? Uh,
2: yeah, him and Keith Langford is in the backcourt. Nice, yeah. that's a nice backcourt, yeah, man. Yeah, so um so I am doing the player representation now and uh also doing uh some real estate investing. Um flipped a flipped a house and looking to get more into doing rentals, just building some wealth, you know, I'm trying to make money while I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that, man. I like that. Yeah. And and your uh
0: your representation, your representing of of players um tell us about your your company and your partner and and how you're doing it.
2: Yeah, so uh Aaron Riley, he's uh like my partner. He's also a Villanova guy, graduated from uh from Villanova and um you know, we just don't see ourselves as like the typical agency who just like praise on players and you know just try to make a living off of them you know we're more concerned with like them being stand-up people and like for instance I don't want to put nobody out there but like you look at AB from the Steelers and Raiders like at some point you know whoever's representing him you have to sit sit him down and be like you know what are you doing get him straight Mm -hmm. you know and and like really sit down you can't just have a bunch of like yes men around you and like everybody just telling you yes 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 so we just like focus on a certain type of person who's like open-minded and just wants to to play basketball loves the game and understands like about life and how to carry yourself and like just be the the perfect person and everything else to take care of itself basketball wise and money and endorsements, all of that all of that stuff, you know, is it's about being the 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 right type of person. You know, like all that stuff will take care of itself, all that extra stuff.
0: I like that man. I like that. Well you, you've done that with your career and we're we're extremely proud of you and we, we love having you uh back around. Um we get to see your pops when we're recruiting up in New York sometimes. We yeah. we love that but uh, it was really special to have
1: you today for opening day, man. Thanks for And thanks for being a part of the podcast.
2: Uh, no problem, Coach. Anytime. hey right, buddy.
1: You've been listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball podcast presented by Hartford Funds. We thank Alan Ray, Matt Frischella for getting us on the air. We look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for listening.
0: You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. Now coming to you throughout the season and beyond. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the
1: investor. Stop by Great American Pub Bar and Grill with locations in Conshohocken, Wayne, and Phoenixville. If you're looking for fine food in a casual atmosphere, Great American Pub is the place for you. Come out to Great American Pub for great food, great times, and great fun. For more information, visit us at www.greatamericanpub.com.